Welcome to House TV. This is your host, Cassandra House, with Chats with Cass, the podcast, where we talk about mindset and heartset on all things belief, leadership, and life. I truly believe that anything is possible if you believe. And so I'm so excited that you're here because I want to be your human-sized permission slip to believe in yourself. Anything is possible together because if I can, you can. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Chats with Cass. I am so excited to have a special friend, also a mentor and someone that I absolutely love and adore, the beautiful Miss Gina Swire. And she is here on the line. She's in the UK. I'm in the US. And the reason we are connecting today is to share a little bit about her story and something really exciting that has just happened in her life, which is a huge milestone. And that is the release of her brand new first book as a published author called P.S. I Love Me. So Gina, welcome, my darling. How are you? Oh, thank you for the warm welcome. It is so good to see you and it really feels, I'm getting loads of flashbacks from our time in Ibiza. Yes, I was like, I've got to tell everyone that. So not only is Gina a special friend, but she's also someone that has coached me in personal self-love. And I went on this incredible retreat to Ibiza. I've also done her 12-week self-love course. And she's such a huge blessing in my life and someone that I really look up to. So I love Ibiza. I loved it with you. And I think about our retreat all the time. And I wear the earrings that you gave me. Oh, the moons. <laughs> you are gorgeous. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so good. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, thank so, you for having me. Oh. Yeah. We're gonna we're just gonna chat. We're like, we've decided we're just gonna chat and we're just gonna bring to life what Gina does because I think the whole world needs to know about the self-love that she teaches. So many people ask me about this all the time, and I've learned so many things from you. So tell us a little bit about what Gina Swire does in the world. Okay. Well, have you ever known, or are you a woman who is awesome, is sexy, is intelligent, is beautiful, but has no way to feel it? Well, I help those women to connect with what everyone else around them sees and yeah, helps them to see themselves through the eyes of the beholder, through the eyes of love, because we have all these filters on from conditioning and the, the world we live in and the things we're told and different traumas. And it just filters out the love and it can be quite a lonely, miserable, hate-filled, void ridden place which is where I was quite a few years ago when yeah I didn't know how to control my self-talk for example and I would let that run away with me and I pretty much became a mute I was just so quiet and kind of if anyone spoke to me I'd get really nervous and shy and go bright red and now you know I speak on stages and host retreats and just read an entire book out in two days solid so a lot has shifted and I really do put that down to well one time an experience but two self-love like I really do believe that with self-love anything is possible Yes, I love that. That is so powerful because there's so many times that I reflect back on something that you've taught me as well that I bring into my journey. So 
I teach belief, self-belief. Gina teaches love, self-love. And together we believe literally anything is possible if you have self-love and believe in yourself. So it is a beautiful union. And there's so many things on the retreat that I remember and I'd bring out in my practices. And I just think, you know, I've done this or achieved this because of the self-love that Gina's taught me. So thank you for helping me in my life. You are just such a blessing. (laughs) And I'm I'm so curious. I'm so curious. Can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> what are some of the things that you took away from that that you that stuck with you? Do you know what I do a lot, which I never used to do, is play the songs that you gave us on that playlist, the self-love playlist, and literally say sing those words over and over, like breathe into ourselves what mm. we want to know and what we want to believe as opposed to what the world says to us. Um, oh, yeah. I also take time to like impromptu dance move each day, which you've very much inspired me being a dancer. I don't just have to dance in the studio. It's like, put it on and do it. And just really, I love your essence, just being around you. You're so in your body and so grounded and so in your self-love that just by you being you and showing up to the world like you do, gives us permission or gives me permission to celebrate me just as I am. So I feel you have this ability to have no judgment and that everything's celebrated. And I just feel that you, even when I think of you, even when I'm not around you or see you in person, which, you know, we don't see each other that often, I embody that strength and that ability to just be authentically me. And you've taught me that. So I'm very grateful for that. And that I always say, it's all perfect. It's all perfect. It's all perfect. <laughs> and he spent any time with Gina, she just says, this happened. I say, this happened. She says, it's all perfect. And that that's probably my favorite line you've ever taught me. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And you know what? Like that, thank you for sharing those. That was so fun to listen to. And just that thing of like, you know, even before I started this podcast with you today, I just say to myself, I'm going to say the perfect thing to the perfect person in the perfect time. And it's all going to be perfect. There's nothing else exists, you know, and it just sets the tone. It's like, even if I completely, and sometimes, you know, I've done a lot of podcast interviews. Sometimes I completely do a sham. (laughs) Nothing good comes to me. And I end up talking about something that doesn't make any sense. And I even confuse myself and I get off and I'm like, Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Well, there we go. You know, and if you if you do do a hundred public speeches, there will be one to five to ten that are off. It, it's yeah. the human experience, you know. So it's like self-love isn't just being with ourselves when we do good, but being with the mess. Yes, I agree. And just it is what it is. Like we're just celebrating and we did the work, we showed up. We said what was best in that time. That was the best we had at that moment, at that time, and being okay with that. And just saying it's all perfect. Whatever that was was perfect because I don't know if you noticed this, but when I do the the job that I think is perfect, it's good. When I do the mess-up job, I get so many messages about what they got out of it. And I think, oh, no, but it wasn't my best. But it's only just not our best. Like it's like a bad hair day. Everyone thinks we look the same, but we think we look different that day, but it's not true. We look just as beautiful as every other day. So I think it's a perspective shift. And I think that's what you teach so well is the perspective shift of how we see ourselves. 
and with the lens of love, self-love, as opposed to the lens of judgment or what the world has to see us through. Yeah. And if you don't have self-love, you just have humor, <laughs> which is basically the same as self-love. You just laugh it off. You laugh at yourself. You... So I have this concept, which is um, cute versus critic. Yeah. And, um, you know, my old go-to would have been so critical, so self-critical, so critical of other people. And yeah, just living in a world of critiques and criticizing. And that world isn't particularly my favorite kind of world. Yet that was the only world I really knew was available until I learned this hack, which is basically just turning everything cute. So, you know, if, if you find yourself and I'll speak for some uh, an outside person but in the past I might have seen you know a woman wearing an ill-fitting bonkers dress and all over the place and overweight or underweight or flabby or hanging out or whatever and I would have been like ooh, criticized but now I'm just like oh my god they're so cute like they're just cute <laughs> and so you can turn that around to yourself when you know say somebody who's watching goes to do an interview or a podcast or as public speech or walk on stage at the AAC (laughs) and completely flunks it you know we can turn that critical voice into like oh my god I'm such a cute little human I completely stacked it or I completely messed it up or I completely was not my best but how cute let me just be with that it's like this motherly nurturing voice and it's so much more fun to be in a world full of cute little humans who have no clue what they're doing and they're all blagging it yes I agree I love that I remember that I remember that so well and I always just say oh it's so cute I'm just trying to have a little life and live my little life <laughs> it's like <laughs> a little speck of dust on a big planet thinking I'm so important yes I agree I agree and then that I think also links to a bit of inner child work which I love I love and thinking oh isn't she so cute like she's got frustrated at this like she's you know annoyed at this and now she's stomping around angry at this oh she's so cute so I think that links to that and I'm a big lover of like I even have on my phone right now lots of little pictures of little Cass so oh I want to see yes I'll show you although I've got a lot of messages I'm that have come through in that time little Cass little Cass going to school little Cass at her little dance concert little Cass with her little friends and a love letter to myself on the front saying that everything's safe and good and perfect and she's all good so that is so awesome that is a hack and a half (laughs) I my screensaver says I needn't have worried yes so true I love that I love that I'm actually not a really big worrier But as you know, because we were simultaneously repairing from the sea bomb together, I went down, way down into the oblivion with that thing. And And I saw you posting things like, I just had this feeling of a panic attack. And I used to think, that's so unusual. I had that too. And I was like, is this real? And I feel that we both went through... I don't know if it was like rebirthing or what it was, but it was brutal. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I I do think 
I feel reborn, honestly. I feel like pre-COVID was just a different lifetime. Mm. My life looks very different. And, you know, before I, before C-Bomb, I was in a relationship that I was really happy with. And, you know, everything was kind of, everything was great. I was like, yeah, I'm smashing it alive. And then having this brought so much light to my relationship, friendships, my health, the way I see the world, everything. My business is having like a whole new everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, I feel reborn. I just feel so grateful to be alive and everything above that is a bonus. I agree. Like there was three times I went to emergency. I laid in the hospital one night and I was like, is this it? Like, <laughs> Whoa. So it has given us a massive sparkle of massive gratitude. Do what you love, be with who you love, celebrate life. Don't worry. Don't sweat the small stuff. I agree. It's like, I don't know what that was, but I agree too. Out of it came some of the best projects that I'm working on in my career. So, and if I didn't have time laying on a bed for 12 days straight, I may not have had those ideas. Wow. Five weeks for me. I was... I was five, I was five weeks to recover. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's Amazing. much bigger than much bigger than you realize, isn't it? Oh, anyway, we're through it, and we've got a lot through of it. lessons to teach in that. <laughs> promise. Absolutely, absolutely. And before I had it, I I I'd actually employed a health coach. So I am a health coach. That's how I got into this work. And a few years ago, I went very, very deeply into like holistic health and 100%, you know, I was just wouldn't eat anything that wasn't organic and very vegan and all the things. And um, over the years, I've kind of pendulum swung with that. And then in the last year or so, I was in like a deep rebellion, (laughs) I was just rebelling and I was like, oh, that's really cute. But, you know, at a certain point I was like, okay, this isn't as cute. I'm going to, you know, get some outside perspectives. And by synchronicities ended up working with this health coach. And I get it. You know, when people join my programs and you might have this yourself where, you know, when people aren't turning up or they're not doing their work, usually I'm the one that's there to everything, doing everything, doing everything so much, like fully enrolled. And in this one, I was just like rebelling. I didn't want to go to the courses. I didn't watch the things. I didn't do any of the like audios. And I was like, oh, oh, fuck you, but at myself. And then even the the teacher, the coach, I was kind of like, ah she's an idiot I was I was kind of like having this rebellion against her (laughs) and um I was observing it and being with that and I was kind of allowing it but also you know I had signed up to this thing for a reason anyway then when the COVID swept in since I've had that I have completely flicked that switch and now it's like effortless to to be in this like health flow again yeah it's just like wow it's like gave you a little spank (laughs) it spanked me in the cosmic bindi it was like (laughs) yeah I I agree I think it really because we're very entrepreneurial we're very busy we're very plugged into what we do I think it forces us to rest and reset in a way that we didn't expect or want but it's birthed big things which I think so exciting so yeah 
Well, the whole reason that we are here today is for a very exciting news. Can you tell us what we're here for? Wow. Yes. Well, introducing author. Yes. And so when we were on retreat in Ibiza, I was well on the way with writing this baby. And that was how many years ago? Two years ago. It's just passed, like literally a couple of weeks ago, two years and I, yeah. because of you sharing it on that, that's why I was like, let's chat about it on here. Cause I've literally seen that journey and you told us the story of where you chose the name and that's always yeah. stuck with me, which is so oh. cool. So tell us all about it. You're the pro at this. You're the author behind this amazing book. P.S. I love me. Tell us all. Yeah. Well, I never actually wanted to write a book. I mean, that's not strictly true. Maybe there was a part of me that wanted to write a book, but I didn't think I could. I was not very good at English at school. It was not my favorite subject. I kind of struggled through. And I realized now from doing the healing work that at some point I created a contract as a child with myself of like, oh, I'm not good at this or somewhat, you know, I thought someone was telling me I wasn't good at this, so I'm not going to do it. Hmm. I'm not doing it anymore, you know? And then I lived that until probably... 30. And then getting into this coaching stuff, you know, we are required to write, which I didn't know when I first signed up to do this coaching thing. But over the years, I've got better at writing. And I now love writing. I love writing my social media posts. I'm very confident in a little chunk caption under Instagram book, different story. Yeah. (laughs) So I was in a workshop at north of Bal, north of Ubud in Akasha, this gorgeous bamboo place. I'm not sure if you've been there. And uh, it was like a manifestation workshop at a festival and it came to me. It, I realized I do want to write a book. I just thought I couldn't, but if I was in a limitless world, I would. Mm-hmm. So of course then my kind of go-getter mentality is like, ooh, there's something to lean into here. This is a limiting belief I'm bumping up against. So the very next day, just as synchronicity would have it, I woke up to an email from a guy I'd met and I thought it was really cool. He does these online courses. The course he was running, I was like, yeah, that's not for me. But I knew I wanted to take a course with him. And that day I got an email being like the 30-day bestseller challenge starts today Mm. so I was like boom so I bought it and before my partner at the time had even woken up in the morning I'd written the first chapter and I was like I'm an author (laughs) (laughs) yeah so over the years it's taken a lot of twists and turns and I've had a dark night of the soul or two in there I've had writer's block all the things but yeah I finally you know, got to a point where it has been published. And so somewhere in the middle there, actually, when I was in that dark night of the soul that I just mentioned, I had to go from Manchester to London to have a meeting with a publisher, which was all part of this mentorship that I was in. And I hadn't left my house in weeks because I was in a dark night of the soul just didn't even, couldn't even function. I just, it was like a severe deep depression. And and that's one of the chapters in the book about what to do when this or if and when this hits. And so I'd dragged myself to London 
And I'd I'd kind of used my pendulum to see if I should go. And, and I thought it was going to say no. And pendulum said go. Mm-hmm. So I got myself to London and I was kind of stressed because I'd had all this time not doing work and not writing the book. And I felt behind and I didn't have a title and all of this. So on the train on the way, I'd been like, angels, if you're there, please help me. And so I did, I got this instant download and I wrote all in my journal and I'm writing around. I was like, wow, this is the best of ever. And I wrote it all down, what I was going to say in the, in the, in the interview. So anyway, I arrived at the interview and like disaster struck. I realized I'd left my journal on the train and I was like, no, I'd channeled it. So I hadn't like read it as such. It would it'd come through me onto the paper, but I couldn't remember what it was about. So anyway, just before I went in, I again asked my angels, I was like, please just give me anything you've got. At this point, I don't even know if I'm sharp enough to hold down this meeting. Normally I'd blag it, but the way I was feeling, I didn't feel sharp. Think like horrific hangover, but without the hangover. <laughs> So I, just before I went in, I got this, like, basically got given the title, P.S. I Love Me. And I was like, boom, that's amazing. And it was like, not, oh, I'll feel into that. Or I think, you know, that could be it. It was like, that's the title. It's already done. Done. Yeah. I was like, I love it. Great. So good. Went, went in did the interview, smashed it. They loved the title. My agent was like, wait, I didn't know anything about this, but I styled it out. And then on the train on the way home, I was telling my friend and she was like, you know what this means? And I was like, no. And she's like, Peter Swire. So my main angel in the sky is my dad and his initials are PS and it's called PS. I love me. And I was like, oh, wanting to be included <laughs> oh that's so sweet oh yeah I love yeah. that and so tell us what your favorite chapter is or what your favorite little chunk is that we can look forward to reading when we when we all have it yeah well because I've just read it all out loud last week yeah. I'm very like familiar with it <laughs> and um It's interesting because the first half of the book, I got going and I got into my flow and then I got a bit tired and I got a bit of a headache at first. And so the the second half of the first half, (laughs) I can't even really remember reading. So I've had to reread it since. But the second half of the book, just to be completely transparent, second half of the book, um, there's two chapters, one's on comparison and one's on choices. And the power in the transmission, even though I toot my own horn there, hashtag self-love, I I love it. Literally can feel my own power in the words because that was such a big turning point in my life when I realized that we really do have a choice and disempowerment looks like thinking it's all mapped out for us already and there's nothing we can do. And, you know, we're a victim of our circumstances. And if our family has like, you know, an illness, then we're probably going to get it. Or if we come from a poor area, then we've got no chance of being wealthy. And all of this, like when we realize that we have a choice, 
in everything and start to live from that place, that's when we truly become empowered and fly the flag for all people, Mm. you know? So yeah, that whole thing on choices just kind of re-blew my mind. Mm. And because I wrote this book a while back, rereading it with what I've been going through in my own life right now, which, you know, always going through things and growth spurts and just having recovered from COVID and a breakup and just putting that chapter to play with my life now, I got it on a whole new level. So I think for new people to this work, it will be possibly a little confronting, but very empowering. But to people that have done a lot of work, and I know you have, it's so good to come back to these things and be like, oh, yeah. I remember that day when I got to choose that and now I get to choose again, you know? Yes. I love that full empowerment. I love yeah. the power of choices. I love choices in life and business and finances. Choices is my favorite thing. So I love that. Mm. And I think too, when you have done the work, it's so nice to go back and refresh, but also remind yourself of the tools. So there might be things that we just naturally do because we've done the work, but to think, oh yeah, this is where I can apply the comparison choice principle or the that's a cute principle or like if you have tools to pull on then your tool belt you know in its full then we really can get through anything I believe so I love absolutely and there's definitely some things in there you know because in life we have a lot of choices to make every single day but then you know sometimes we have a huge one to make am I going to go in business with that person and share it am I going to go into a relationship and am I going to leave a relationship am I going to move countries whatever it is um and yeah this there's a lot of kind of tools around that as well like if you are struggling to make the choice like how to tackle that and um how to actually take that choice or that decision off the table and if you could never make that choice if it's something really 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 tricky if you could never make that choice ever, 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 and you would never know the answer, how would you live? And that can put us into a new trajectory. Yes. I love that. I love that. So many people in you know the world are searching for answers and like help with decisions, but I do genuinely believe, I don't know if you believe this too, that every single thing is already within us. So mm. every, you know, we always look for other people's opinions and perspectives, but how often do we get quiet and know the tools to actually listen to our own opinion and what we really want, you know, yeah. as to what we totally. want and do and which then is not self-love because we're neglecting and abandoning what we truly desire. So I agree mm. with all that. So, so powerful. I can't wait to read it. Tell us how everyone can get it. Where can we find you? Where can we do it? All the things. Well, I'll give you all the links, um, but the big places like Amazon, all different countries, it's it's on all the Amazons, it's on the book depository. So that is free delivery anywhere in the world, which is amazing. Um, It's on WH Smith's everywhere. It's everywhere, but I'll give you all the links as well. Yes, do that. Of course, if you want to find me on Instagram at Gina Swire, it's in my link tree as well with some goodies. You. I love that. I love that. And Gina also has her 12-week self-love course. Do you want to yeah, tell us about that? 
Yes, Cass, thank you. Um, well, the 12 uh, step self-love transformation is, yeah, it's a massively tried and tested process. There's, there's hundreds and hundreds of women in it. And it's a step-by-step process to take you from wherever you are to where you want to be um, with a support community and every kind of tool and hack and all everything you could ever need for self-love. So it's really, you know, previously to having the two courses, I used to do a lot of coaching, a lot like 10 hours, 10 clients of coaching a day. And then I started to make groups and the demand was getting more and more and more, which is amazing. But obviously whenever we're swapping our time for money, which it's all about scaling, scaling. (laughs) Um, So yeah, to meet the demand, I created this course and put everything into it. So that does a lot of the heavy lifting of the self-love stuff and you can keep going back to it and you get lifetime membership. So yeah, it's a really amazing way. And actually now when people come to me for self-love coaching, they, I ask them to do the course first, because again, it does a lot of the heavy lifting and then we can fine tune and go deeper. And yeah, I I agree. I'm a massive, massive advocate for community and group coaching and being in a community, being, having access to modules, still having access to you live, all of that. I'm a massive believer in that even more than one-on-one. So I love a program. I think it's, we learn better when we're together as opposed to, you know, not only trading time for money as a coach, but also trading time for money being taught one-on-one. You know, that time's gone, you paid for it, it disappears, but then we can have an access to something for lifetime. I've been through it twice now myself um yeah and I just love that it's always there so I love that I love that yeah yeah and a lot a lot of women come because they want to feel better so they can show up for the families or the work or whatever it is um and actually then once you once people have done the course actually a lot of what their craving is that connection and to be really seen and witnessed by women and so I didn't know this when I started the course, but the way it's kind of designed itself <laughs> is that some of the women in it have have been in it for three or four years. So the first ones kind of became the cheerleaders. And when the next ones joined, the older ones were like, I've already done it. Oh, my God. And, you know, the newer ones are a bit nervous and a bit shy on camera or like, don't know what to expect or they dive into the work and they're a bit overwhelmed and the cheerleaders as we call them which you are (laughs) will say don't worry just follow the steps and they hold space so it's kind of like an ecosystem yes community and just yeah just generous lovely women who are there for the same reason who are like-minded in their own weird and wonderful ways And just having that kind of support and reflection from a woman who's not going to judge you because she's not judging herself is priceless, really. Yes, I agree. To evolve. Yes. Community and learning from each other. I think there's nothing else like that on the planet where you can, you know, it's one thing to think that you need help with self-love, right? But it's so refreshing to see that there's hundreds of other women that feel the same. That alone is priceless. So. I can't wait for the world to read it. I know I'm going to be sharing it with my team as well, which is 
you know, a whole army of women that believe that anything's possible and self-love is just going to help them go to new heights again. So is there anything else, my darling, that you'd like to add before we end our little chats with Cass? The thing that is coming through is that nobody is going to do this for you. Mm. You are the one who is going to choose to create space for yourself to flourish. Nobody is going to put you first unless you do. So schedule it in your diary, stick to those commitments. I I have to ask, like today, I was like sat in the car outside the gym, like, eh, and I have to ask myself questions like, do I want to go to the gym? How, you know, do I want to feel the way I feel when I've left the gym? And, you know, so I get to answer my own questions. And as a manifesting generator, I, you know, I respond. So I'm always responding to like that high vibe. And that's how I get to choose to stick to my, you know, amazing self-love practices. So Mm. just throwing that in there. I love that. Self-love is the only thing you can't delegate. So (laughs) that was a nice little one-liner a little bit of a a last mic drop for the belief self-love chat (laughs) little cassism just snuck itself in there snuggly at the end (laughs) well there you go everyone so you have to get the book because you can't give it to anyone else to do (laughs) I'm just gonna write I'm just gonna go through and write that line in just as a little (laughs) on everyone's book I love it I love it I love you I think you're incredible thank you for spending time I know you've got a lot of other things you could be doing but you're here to serve and give more self-love to the world so thank you my darling and we can't wait to get the book so have a look below this podcast you'll see the links to Gina's books and her gram and all of that and yeah I can't wait for you to fill yourself up with more self-love so thank you thanks for being on thank you yes you're amazing you are thank you for inviting me always always bye thank you for tuning in to house tv chats with Cass. please rate subscribe and share and i would love if you left a five star review you can find me on instagram at cassandra house underscore or chats with Cass. please tag me tag your friends and tag anyone this episode could help I cannot wait to see you next week where I believe in you and your life and your mission even more so you can achieve what you want. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.